0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Therapy Swag Radio. I am your host, Jeremiah J. Rankins, aka Therapy Swag. Well, I've got a very special one for you all today, but uh, you know, before we get into it, I want to let you all know why it's so important for me to, you know, just really talk um, different culture, especially in Mexico, the so called Mexican Americans. Um, you know why would an African American man want to discuss the the the, the culture and the, the origin of the so-called uh, Native Americans or, or the Mexicans? The cultural disparities between Black and the so-called uh, Mexicans and Americans are, are are pretty important. Importante a mí porque uh, mi hijos are biracial. Okay, uh, my wife is Mexican. And uh, I do so much work for them uh, as far as the the Spanish speaking, I say Spanish speaking because, um, you know, you've got um, El Salvador, you've got uh, Cubanos, you've got Puerto Ricans, you've got, you know, uh, Mexicans, you've got different, um, you know, tongues of, of the Spanish language. And so I say Spanish speakers. Um, but maybe my, my guest can, can help me out with the, the, the better alternative phrase or, or term to use. But, you know, my wife's an immigration attorney, so we care very much uh, about um, the community. And so we're going to get into it. Um, but first, I want to share with you all uh, this short clip. Give me one second.
1: Both. Both.
0: Are you Mexican or are you American?
1: Both. Here. Both, I guess. <laughs> Mexican. I consider myself more Mexican because I usually um, listen to more Mexican stuff, and most of my family is also Mexican. Well, American sometimes, or maybe, but most of the time Mexican. Pues yo uh, me considero los dos. Porque aquí nací. Y no puedo decir que soy mexicano porque no nací allá, pero sí soy porque soy hijo de mexicanos, pero también soy de aquí, soy estadounidense porque aquí nací y aquí he crecido.
0: Ah, Mexican.
1: Both. I think both. both. Mexican.
0: You're more Mexican. Why do you say that?
1: Because I consider myself as Mexican because I was born
0: there and I speak but you're speaking
1: to English too. Well, I speak English too. Mm-hmm. Mexican. Um, Mexican. Mexican. So what, why do you say Mexican and not American or not Mexican-American? Cause I eat a lot of
0: beans. Hey, so after watching that, that video, man, uh, that short clip, tell me, what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> I think it was cute. Um, the the kid in the Giants gear, yeah, he got it. Um, he said that uh, you know, my parents are from Mexico, but I was born here, so I am an American. And ultimately, the misconception is that we have been poorly educated or <laughs> misinformed that. Uh, Thinking, being raised, believing that Mexican is a race, when really it's a nationality. Anybody who is born in Mexico is already a Mexican, despite of your ethnic and or cultural background. So, I myself was born in Mexico. So, I am, whether I like it or not, a Mexican. Uh, I grew up in the U.S. I arrived to the US at the age of five. I've pretty much mm. lived my whole life here. And my experience, my outlook, if you will, is that of an American. But doesn't matter how long I've lived anywhere in the world, I am rightfully so a Mexican by nationality, meaning by birthplace. So it's not these kids' fault at all, of course. There's no such thing as a bad student, just a bad teacher. So, you know, these kids, when they think about, when they said, I consider myself a Mexican. Mm -hmm. Well, what is the criteria of being a Mexican? You know, there is none. It's as simple as being born there. So when I see these kids, I see myself of when I was a kid you asked me as a kid what's your race i would say i'm mexican you see a lot of us think that being mexican is a race but it's not but that's my input
0: <laughs> yeah you had um you had said something about uh it's not a nationality right just like being american is not a nationality
1: um no i said it is mexican okay. is a nationality okay yes yes not a race
0: Right, uh, not a race. yes, it's yes. Not, not a, a race, race,
1: not an ethnicity either. It's simply a nationality. You have to be born in Mexico to be Mexican. So when somebody says, I'm half Mexican, that doesn't make any sense. You're half a country. It's <laughs> almost like me saying, I'm half Canadian. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make abs- no sense whatsoever. It's the same thing.
0: Uh, Ricky, R- Ricky, I wanted to say Ricky Ricardo. Ricky <laughs> Ricardo, Ricardo Ignacio. Uh, under, Ric- Ricardo, underscore Ignacio, underscore nine one six TikTok. he's got over six thousand sixty thousand subscribers or followers you know when i first uh found you on TikTok, i don't know how i stumbled but the algorithm threw you in front of me right. and i watched a video you were at maybe 60 61 i think that was last week this week you're at 64 i think a little bit over 64 so you're growing and that's a reason there's a reason for that you're also on facebook where's your face what's your uh facebook handle
1: My Facebook is simply uh, Ricardo Ignacio or facebook.com slash indigenous American.
0: And tell me, like, what is what is most of your content revolve around? Like, what do you talk about?
1: Uh, I speak about colorism. I I think most people know me for being somebody who addresses colorism as well as racism. That's most of what my content is uh, regarding uh, African descent and or black people as well as, uh, indigenous people
0: of the Americas. Yeah. So I have, um, I, I don't know, if I, I do immigration evaluation. So my wife is an, uh, an immigration lawyer, an attorney, and, you know, some of the, the cases that I come across, asylum, um, you know, U visas, um, mm-hmm. so different Im- immigration applications and petitioners, they'll come and I'll do these evaluations. So, um, you know, I, I'm really close to the community and I really care, uh, about the culture but one of the things that really I really wanted to kind of highlight was who are you? You know most people tell me tell us a story about uh when you were a waiter and some some kids asked you that question. Can you share that with us please? Uh
1: it wasn't it wasn't kids. It was actually an adult in a sense I was the kid. So I was still a teenager when this happened and I was a waiter at a restaurant. And I approached a table with four men. These four men must've been in their 30s and uh, they looked like me, but they were, pay attention, they were dressed like Native Americans. So when I looked at them, I identified them as Native American while I'm Mexican. Their faces look just like mine. Uh, So when I went over, you know, to offer a drink, one of the guys asked me, uh, what tribe are you from? (laughs) And I immediately thought to myself, oh, he thinks I'm Native American. I said, oh, I'm not Native, I'm I'm Mexican. And he said, "Um, the same thing, brother. And I said, okay. And I walked off and I thought in the back room, when I went back there to, you know, get the the drinks, I thought this fool, he thinks I'm Native American. What 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 you see on me that you see Native American, you know? But yeah, that was my that particular interaction.
0: What was what was the first time where you started to question you started doing your was that it the where you started doing your own research or you wanted to learn more?
1: No, that it, it was much later. Um. Initially, is because at, in around 2008, uh, I was still really young, but in 2008, uh, I came across something, an article. I came across an article, man, and this particular article had an illustration, and then the illustration was of... Native American women hanging from their feet on a tree uh, and their pregnant bellies cut open. Meanwhile, the the unborn fell to the ground and the dogs were eating at the unborn children. Meanwhile, the Spaniard men were holding the swords, uh, implying that They're the ones who cut open the pregnant bellies of these Native American women. So, the article described some of the ways that the Europeans would uh, butcher Native American people. In this particular case, uh, Native American, pregnant Native American women. And uh, I think the most disturbing part of it all was that the children that were being cut out were actually the half-breed children of the Spaniard men. And they were feeding them to dogs. So when I read this, I began to ask myself some questions because the particular region where this was taking place, this particular article, was in Mexico. And I wondered, Native Americans in Mexico? That doesn't make any sense but then I began to look more into it. And then I went to do a a DNA test. The DNA DNA test came back 82% Native American, uh, 11% West African, specifically uh, um, Nigerian, uh, 7% Asian, no European. So one one more thing. Uh, I was looking to see Mexican DNA and it didn't exist. <laughs> so no,
0: it that. doesn't it, it doesn't exist. You know, I, I wanted to touch lightly on the transatlantic slave trade. And so the reason for this is because I had talked about um, I had talked about black people who spoke Spanish in South American countries like Panama, Cuba, Puerto Rico. And they refused to identify as African, like the descent, like the, that is their their background. And uh, I, I had a picture of the transatlantic slave trade of, you know, how the Europeans and, you know, the Spaniards would, you know, bring, uh, you know, the slaves over on ships and how they conquered South America and, of course, Central and then um you know the united states and like they brought those people over here and that's where they you know i i wanted to get into that a little bit but then it goes really in depth in the history and, and it could be traumatizing and cause some issues yeah. but um you know it just really bothered me when i say um you know you're not really panamanian just because you were from panama your your five ancestors before you were pan they were from panama it doesn't mean that that's where your people originated from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Panamanian or oh, I'm Cuban.
1: Oh, it's like holy man. <laughs> well, you know what though? I, I'd like to add something. um I, I people have the right to claim their nationality. In this particular case, to be a specific, a Panamanian has the right to claim Panama because they're born there. Uh, uh, a Puerto Rican, etc. I agree with you that these particular places and also identifying as if it were a race, that's where the problem comes into play Mm -hmm. because there's no such thing as, Oh, I'm half Puerto Rican. What does that mean? I'm half Panamanian. What does that mean? Panama is a country. Once again, with the Mexico and we are identifying or claiming rather a country as if it were a race. Right. Somebody says, you know, i'm i'm half panamanian half mexican yeah okay i I get what you're trying to tell me you're trying to tell me that one of your parents was born in panama and one of them was born in mexico i got you but now what is your ethnic background what is the ethnic background of that parent and this one i'm guaranteeing that it is not what you thought (laughs) yeah and yeah. that's where it gets complicated. And
0: I think that's where our education, our educational system also uh, d- drops the ball yes. in, in that area as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I want to uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, you've got an audio book on uh, YouTube. It's yes. um, I, I listen to it. And so I, I want to real quick. The Fallen Stars is the complete audio book. So it's the Fallen Stars audio book on Ricardo Ignacio. YouTube channel. So y'all go ahead whenever you get the time listen to that uh The Fallen Stars complete audiobook on YouTube. I listened to it. I want to ask you first uh w- because I watched a live on on TikTok a couple of days ago and someone asked you what is your higher power and mm-hmm. you you gave them like a your face so what is your position on that? Then I want to ask uh about the book.
1: Okay, oh, I'm an atheist. Um, okay. Uh, and, um, go, that's, I think that answers your question. <laughs>
0: okay. So then the first story of, yeah. uh, that you shared on the audiobook. I don't mm-hmm. want to spill the beans y'all, but it is really intriguing. It's really interesting. And I say this because it paints a picture and I was visualizing that as I was driving, I could see it. And so that's how, you know, folks, it's a good book. Whenever you can get a vision in your mind, in your head, it can take you out of this world and into, Uh, the book, in the pages. So uh, tell me, where'd you get the inspiration for that first story?
1: Most of my life, uh, I spent uh, studying religion, Uh, specifically, you know, everything that stems out of Judaism, if you will, Um, Christianity, Catholicism, and even Islam, I studied. Um, Most of my teenhood, as well as my very early 20s, I studied these religions. I was part of them. Uh, and the mission was I was looking for God. Uh, that was ultimately the reason. My body is covered in, in Bible tattoos, Bible scriptures, rather. Um, and uh, I never covered them because they represent a stage in my life, uh, a, a moment when I believe a certain thing. But with that said, obviously, I'm now an atheist. <laughs> and, um, and, and, I found it very interesting how the deity and or God in the Bible is praised for being what I want to say a tyrant, tyrannical. um, A God of supposed love, compassion, all the good, love, all the good stuff. But if, when you read, you know, the Torah or the Old Testament, you learn that this is a God that in a sense bullies its followers and demands very, very, to, man, to, very crazy things, for lack of better words, uh, from its followers. Uh, according to the stories, of course, um, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not confirming that they're real i'm just if you go based on the stories itself so one of the things that stood out for me the most was that god is an all-knowing uh being if you will all-knowing knows everything before it happens etc so if it if it if it is a god that knows everything that designed everything uh, and everything before it ever happens, it knew, meaning because it was just part of the design. That means that the adversary, the enemy, that Satan, this was already also by design. And so Satan really didn't have any say to begin with because it's already it was already a design by God himself. Um, so I begin to, you know, you've read the book, of course, or heard it rather. So the questions that that Satan in the book has are exactly the questions that I had myself. So in a way, the questions that I had asked, that I had um, Satan ask himself and or God, are questions also that I had for God too, uh, initially in in the beginning of me questioning the existence of God, because. I didn't, I didn't question the existence of God yet. I was first questioning the position of God. Uh, questioning, why is it this way? Why must we suffer because of your mistakes? A supposed perfect being that makes no mistakes. It seems like God has made many mistakes. That's why it's flooded the earth and started over and things of that nature. All of these things begin to spin around in my head. And ultimately, that particular, you know, first book in the compilation was pretty much my questioning. It represents my questioning ultimately.
0: Okay. Okay. That brings, that definitely brings context. I want to, um, want to head to the last portion of, uh, my interview with you. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen with you all. Give me okay. one second and we're going to watch a video from, uh, your TikTok.
1: Okay. Mm. A lot of people don't understand when I say that Mexicans are culturally racist. They think that I'm calling us openly racist. We are culturally racist and this is how. Part of our culture is to frown upon dark-skinned people. It's been, it's been passed down to us by the Spaniards by our colonizers by the people that conquered us taught us that dark skin is inferior light skin is superior we were taught that it was passed down to us meaning it's part of our culture we are culturally racist in this aspect that doesn't mean i go out in the streets and want to hurt black people because they're black right right it means that our teachings the way we're raised is that we are raised to subconsciously believe that dark skin is inferior and light skin is superior another element in our mexican culture is univision news univision channel that channel is run by white latinos the ideologies and subliminal teachings that they teach is very similar to fox news White supremacist-ish. They make efforts to depict dark-skinned people as criminals. That whenever they even bother sharing news about dark-skinned people is when they do something wrong. But yet, when they want to mention anything that has to do with light-skinned people, specifically white people, is to depict them as them doing good deeds around the world. Feeding the homeless, etc. You get it. My grandmother was visiting one day from Mexico. She's never lived in the United States. She has no idea what life is out here. She was watching Univision News, where they depicted a black American committing a crime. She turned around and said, "Oh yeah, estos negros solo estorban, verdad? Hey, these black folks, all they do is get in the way, huh? Here's the interesting part: she's never met a black person in her life." She has no idea what it's like to interact with a black person, but yet she already has an opinion about black people as a whole. Why? Because part of our culture, in this particular case, Univision News, since we were children, we have been subliminally taught that blacks are bad criminals, etc. And whites are good, decent, giving saviors etc
0: so I'll stop right there but um, I want you to kind of uh, explain a little bit further on your position in that I,
1: okay. s- of course I stand by what I say because it's the truth um, <laughs> and uh, no one could debate that it's a fact um, but uh, you know we are culturally racist uh, uh, in this particular case, Mexican people and all, all people in quote unquote, Latin America are culturally racist because we've been colonized by racist people. And when you are colonized by a people, um, when you're colonized by a people, they strip you from your col- from your culture and they forced Their culture onto you is also known as assimilation and acculturation. So we, quote unquote, brown people and or indigenous people of Mexico, Central and South America, we were um, colonized by the Spaniards. And most of us carry their culture um, and traditions. And part of that is also seeing the world the way that they saw it and the way that they see it is very racist. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you on so many, um, so many aspects of this, you know, I, I can give you example after example. I've got a store where I was um, with Asian girls and my undergrad out in West Texas. Right. Mm-hmm. And whenever these Koreans would come to the United States, it was their thought process that get a white boy. Because mm-hmm. the white boys are superior, they've got money, they can take care of you. Like, they were the superior beings. And, of mm-hmm. course, black guys, uh, although aesthetically they look good, uh, we've been uh, sexualized, supposed to have big dicks, you know, things like that. And so, but you want to go for the the pink's pigment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was my first, I, I it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I, I just really couldn't believe it. Uh, About their ideology, and then uh, even before that, I don't know if you know this. In 2003, uh, was sentenced to five years in prison. I did five years in prison here in Texas, and while here in prison, I noticed that whenever we came to a racial riot, whenever there was well, I guess we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, I noticed that the whites and the Hispanics and the Asians and everybody would group up against. Blacks, mm-hmm. everybody was against the blacks, and yeah. and so uh, I wanted that's that kind of leads into my second segment of why do you think you know, well, I guess it, it, it's a segue. Um, why do you think that there is so much tension towards African Americans, blacks?
1: Um, uh, I believe based on my research that it is uh due to the fact that the Caucasian has made efforts, systemic efforts throughout our history in America to depict the black man as a criminal, violent, aggressive, thugs, you know, you get it. The the demonization of the black man has been ongoing for as long as America, the American system, if you will, has existed. Um, At this point, at this point, it's safe to say that after centuries of demonizing black people, we all, because the reality is that regardless of our supposed cultural and or ethnic background, we are all influenced by the macro media, which of course is the white media. The white media pushes white supremacist propaganda, as well as they define what the standard of beauty is, which is white. And therefore, part of that propaganda, that systemic propaganda, is to demonize and marginalize the black man uh, worldwide. It's very, very rare when a black man is depicted in a good light. Um. And it's, and it's very, very often that the white man is depicted in a good light. And very rarely is the white man depicted in a bad light. And when, when a white man is depicted in a bad light, I hate to say this, but there's some sort of glorification and justification as to why. But the black man, there is no justification and no honor in being bad. They're just plain old bad. So if we've been fed this propaganda and we see it before we're even conscious of the concept of race since children, then of course our adults in our household will speak on things that is nature. And so I as a kid, an example, I heard these kind of conversations as a kid. Um, m- my whole youth, I heard Black people this, black people that, all bad. I had never in my childhood, in my household, heard one single good thing about black people. Never. I mean, never. So, but when it comes to the the white man, everything was good. Everything in the household, if a white man was spoken of, if white people was spoken of in our household, it was good. So, When there was a homeless black man passing by with a cart, we ignore this person. When a homeless white guy passed with a cart, and he, just like the black man, was selling some kind of goods that he may have found. The black man, if he was selling something, complete completely ignored. When the white man was selling things, we go check it out because there's nothing to be afraid of, the good white man. But The black guy, watch out. He may rob you. You understand? So I only use this as an example because me being a kid and seeing a black man pass by with a car trying to sell me a Sega Genesis, I wasn't trying to get near that dude. I didn't know if he was trying to trick me into robbing me or kidnapping me. Why? Because he's black. And black people are bad. Meanwhile, if a white guy is passing by trying to sell something, this guy could be a, a, a child or whatever. I'm comfortable going over to him because I've been subconsciously taught, taught rather programmed. Yes, that they're the good guy. There's nothing wrong with uh, you. Should not fear a white man. Now, of course, ironically, you study history, and history history teaches you actually the opposite. Right? Opposite. Yeah. Uh,
0: the pilgrims. But, Sure,
1: <laughs> sure. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it hasn't... Th- th- what, what the media, the macro media has pushed, it doesn't come from an objective perspective. It comes from a bias of who controls the media, of course. Therefore, whatever white man want us to believe, we will. Like, I don't mean to throw off your show, but... I literally before I came on your on your show right here, I shared something in my stories on Instagram. If you were to play it, it will blow your mind because I had a I had a guest on my live stream on TikTok and I shared a clip. It'll blow your mind. I, I don't know if you're able to to go on there real quick. Is, is it possible?
0: Yeah. It's it's your story, it right? It's very
1: relevant to this. That's the only reason why I bring it up. Very relevant.
0: Yeah, and let's it check is, it out. Let's check it out. It is out. the
1: self hate that we have in us.
0: It's Ricardo Ignacio underscore Ricardo underscore Ignacio underscore. It's on his Instagram. His Instagram. Uh, I think it's. It, it's not in the.
1: Uh... It's in the stories. Um, yeah. Let me tell you exactly what the, in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you which one it is, so you can start there. That that way you don't have to play everything. Okay. Hold on.
0: We may have to watch them all. I'm gonna see if I can get it. So I'm gonna present. I'm gonna share a screen. Let's go. So see. in the caption,
1: in the caption inside of the story, it says live stream this morning, and then and then my my guest is a black dude. That's how you'll know. That's how you'll know.
0: Y'all make sure that y'all give him a follow. Uh, and a like on his uh, his Facebook page or his Instagram. Make sure that you all uh, follow him and make a uh, comment in his latest post. He's flexing with the gun.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so click on yeah, click on on that, and I'll, just forward. I'll tell you when. The older somebody is, the harder to get through that book. Yeah, you keep going. And we have. <clears throat> you said, do you think? Keep going. When there's a movie, go. He is. Not, go. Yeah, keep going until you see a black dude pop up in the little screen down there. Okay, all right. right? Go- yeah, on, on the right side, you're gonna see a black dude on, at, at the uh, at the bottom little window. You'll see it.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: almost there. Right here, right there. You go, Mexican. Mm-hmm. His mom's. Well,
2: how can I explain this? Um, his mom's. Dad is from Honduras, not Honduras. Um, yeah, Honduras. So, so
1: for, you could forward this. Oh, I'll tell you exactly who um, fully, fully Mexican, and um, his. The best way to begin this conversation is by asking you. Is Mexican a race? You could skip.
2: This mm. one. Um. let
1: skip has, this one. Has he ever done one more? Skip. Uh. Spanish people obviously are from Spain, meaning from Europe which are white right here so play, when play you say that from here one of his family members is white and the other spanish they're pretty much both european so in a sense are you saying that your son is half european or half white and then half black yes
2: i guess you're... yes sir
1: yeah so <laughs> then where is the confusion here <laughs> Oh, I was okay. I was telling
2: you about that aspect, but I was telling you about me. Like I was telling you about his background, but me, like I've like before I met his mom, like I've tried to get like a Latino woman, even learned the language, but they never really accepted me, you know. That's basically what
1: Oh, so you're talking about you're talking about just on the aspect so you pretty much had a child with a Latina and mm-hmm. And you uh find that those those people don't really like you necessarily,
2: yes, and business
1: oriented yes, but
2: not like as mm-hmm. relatives like marrying within their family or stuff like that you f- you understand sure. I... of course i yeah. do okay
1: mm-hmm. of course I do uh it's very common um one thing about Spanish people is mm-hmm. that Culturally, they don't like dark-skinned people. Um, uh, And that includes me. They don't like me neither. They don't like people like me neither. Um, In the Spanish culture, Spanish people, they don't really like us. Uh, For the most part, culturally, they tolerate us. And for the most part, culturally, they tolerate us and and I mean us, meaning you as an African descent and me as an indigenous person, they don't like us culturally. Uh, from the beginning, they never liked us. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the, the reason why black people originally were identified as black is because the Spanish people identified you as black. Originally, those are the ones who called you Negro to begin with. The, the the term negro comes from the Spanish people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and all of the derogatory okay. terminologies that we've come to know in regards to black people, African people, African descent, as well as indigenous people have come from the Spaniards. Uh, culturally, they don't like us. And from the beginning of them, encounter and from the beginning of them encounter of their encounter with us they've never liked us to begin with um so you are dealing with the people who from the get-go have never liked us and and don't and it's very tough man because that's just on a general that's on a general aspect mm-hmm. but on an individual aspect Of course, every individual is different. You know, an individual could choose to stop being racist, stop with the cultural racist views, et cetera. Sure. But just because somebody recognizes that these things are wrong and chooses, you know what, I don't want to be like this, it doesn't mean that they're not indoctrinated with it still. Hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't still have the subconscious tendencies to
2: live in things are still happening and sure. Caucasian people were like hey times change things are different but why are we still getting killed for nothing yeah. like at traffic stops and they say they care but nothing's being done to me that's sending a subliminal message sure. like they, they don't give a sh- they don't they don't give a rat's butt
1: so wh- wh- where are you from
2: North Carolina
1: oh yeah um yeah you know you know, kind of ironic that you say what you just said, because I did a live stream on Facebook. That's my the last live stream that I ever did on Facebook. And I mentioned exactly what you said, ironically. I said, most white people will say that they're no longer racist. And then I said, then who's keeping the system alive and racist? Who is still pushing the white standard of beauty and the white supremacist propaganda if most of you in fact are no longer racist if most of you in fact are no longer racist why is the machine very strong still in that oh. regards in, in those ideologies so the conclusion of that video is what somebody tells me it's not as important as what somebody shows me if you want to know if you want to know white people you don't ask them you study history history teaches you who they are um and that's how i feel about spanish people too um now you're asking me you're asking me you know how i feel about you know you obviously had a child with a, a white and or Spanish person mm-hmm. and, and how perhaps what, you know, you obviously had a child with a, a white and or Spanish person mm-hmm. and, and how, perhaps what could you do to be liked by them, yeah. not be black? No, be black. I, I love
2: being black, but I just, I, I just want, I don't know them, like in in each individual, you know, every each and I can't even talk. Um, I don't, I don't know what what can I do for <laughs> accept me more. I don't know. Like not now because I I date like a Filipino girl, but in general, like I live in Thomasville and there's nothing but like Spanish people. That's my dorm Our major is like black and Hispanic people where I live. Um. What can i do to i don't know, to be more likable towards them like i, I even my- you're
1: saying? i, I know I, what you, I know exactly what you're asking saying, I, I know what I, you, I know exactly what you're asking and that's so so now let me say something to you do you ever date black women yes i have dated everyone like white
2: um spanish
1: red ever i dated everyone how do you how do you feel internally not being liked by That the people that you had a child with, how do you feel about that? How does that make you feel deep inside?
2: Like un, like unhuman. Like why would they, like not like me for something? You know, it makes me feel bad.
1: Okay, still. uh you're obviously you're black, but the question is, how black are you, if you know what I mean by that? Are you? Are um, you very black or are you whitewashed? Well,
2: you're gonna laugh at me. Um <laughs> I was well, you're gonna laugh at me. Um I was my my dad did 23 years in the military. Um he retired in Jacksonville. So basically um everyone saw green. And then when I got out, like all I saw like on TV, idolized like music, Kurt LeBain... um just like britney Spears, all that was white and there was a couple people like usher selena you know what i'm saying sure. but my teachers like all the big people that i ever worked for um just anyone any anything important was white so when i was like 18 i really wanted to be white <laughs> just because i i didn't know it was just and then like on tv you've talked about it in your videos that you know mexican people they were like core black people, Were they'd show Africa. They were like core with flying. And then they would, <laughs> the almighty thing you'd want to be was like, like binge, like people poof. Like I used to think Christopher Columbus discovered America and they would, <laughs> the almighty thing you'd want to be was like, like binge, like people poof. Like I used to think Christopher Columbus discovered America and then all the presidents, you know, they were very important and they held very important titles. So that's who I want to be like when I was young younger and then when i got older i realized what was going on the true history and i was like i don't want to be nothing like that and i'm glad to be black you know
1: i know because i was there too
2: <laughs> okay i'm not done yeah. i
1: i i relate i relate i relate more than you know um and that's why i'm capable of asking you these questions because i'm asking myself i respect um, you absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I could identify these things only because I was there too. Otherwise, <laughs> if I didn't know what you were talking about, I wouldn't be able to comprehend what you're asking me and what you're attempting to tell me. As soon as you start beginning to explain, I know already because I was... Absolutely. Talking. like you, you... Yeah, you knew what I was trying to ask and then... Absolutely. You're like, um, because for a long time too, I always wondered and I felt somewhat rejection uh i felt like less human because i was trying to figure out why is it that no matter how much i whitewash and or assimilate the more i attempt to assimilate and be more like whites act white talk white they still don't accept me why (coughs) why can't you see that i'm more like you than i than Like my own people.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. That's deep, though, man. That is real deep.
1: Like, I I
0: feel like we can. That needs to be like a forum. Like, we need to. You cut it.
1: You cut it right when I'm. I was about to go in. (laughs) Oh
0: man, my bad, man. it's okay, it's okay. okay. But yeah, I I feel like we need to have a forum and like have a, a serious like discussion with, you know, some of our leaders. Uh, Here in America, but you know, it's not going to happen because that's like a very sensitive topic and it's just it's not going to bring about change, but that right there needs to be trending those conversations right there need to be trending and going viral. Um, Ricardo Ignacio y'all make sure that y'all give him a follow over there on, on TikTok. Make sure that you uh, follow him. Ricardo underscore Ignacio underscore nine one six. This is therapy swag radio. I hope you are joining me on the YouTube channel. Make sure that you like comment and subscribe. This was a very intriguing, interesting conversation with you, Ricardo. I appreciate it. Any last words before we get out of here? I know we're pushing the one hour mark.
1: Um, no, nah, man, I, uh, you know, I if you ever want me to come on here uh, again, um, let, let's let push like two hours, if you don't mind. That way we could actually go in. Um, but, you know, just to just to kind of touch on what you said right now, you said that our leaders wouldn't have these kind of conversations. That's true. But you know what? That's why people like you and I exist, though. Um, mm-hmm. So we could do it because a lot of. Um, a lot of our people. You know, we use our platforms, our voices to make a fool of ourselves, as well as we to go viral. Sure. We strengthen the stereotypes mm-hmm. that, that, that were given to us. So once upon a time, our you know ancestors, uh, maybe what? A uh, hundred years ago, they didn't have a voice. They wanted to be heard. They were beat down in the streets and nobody gave them a voice. Now forward to now. We have our platforms, we have voices, we could actually add on to the narrative. We could even take some sort of control of the narrative and yet we grabbing these platforms to make clowns out of ourselves, to Mm -hmm. in a sense prove the white man right, if you will, by grabbing the stereotypes that they created of us and the demonized demonized depictions and we pretty much glorify them. So Mm -hmm. we are becoming the problem too.
0: Yeah, for sure
1: contributing to these uh demonized depictions and or you know stereotypes so so you know to your credit you are part of the solution because you you could be here and trying to see what kind of viral thing to talk about to see if you could go viral and get your views mm-hmm. but no you're sitting here and doing what many people are afraid to do uh because the reality is that these things are just not gonna go viral uh recently a black celebrity shared that clip that you played earlier of my Mm -hmm. tiktok uh you know who little duval is
0: yeah comedian
1: he shared that clip on his um on his instagram so i was happy because hey you know thank you for sharing something important uh a lot of our celebrities will not share these kind of things but the fact that he pressed the button and shared that particular video on his mm-hmm. thing he didn't have to do anything the work was already there all he had to do is click share and
0: it's the risk of sponsorships money absolutely. endorsements
1: absolutely they don't want to
0: risk it they don't absolutely. want to risk it
1: and and ultimately that's my point is if we build a platform and we go viral with stupidity, we may get sponsors. But if we grow a channel and take the long route and talk about these kind of contents, there's not going to be no sponsors. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be encouragement. So the real question is, what am I doing when I start my own show, if you will, am I doing this because I am, interested in making changes or I'm trying to go viral. You have to decide because if you look at my content, uh, specifically TikTok, I don't have any buffoonery. It's literally strictly content that affects us in these type Mm -hmm. of ways, whether colorism, Mm -hmm. racism. You see no goofy stuff on there. You don't see Mm -hmm. even anything about me. It's literally all about these issues. So, yeah, I've gathered some following. But if I was making a clown of myself up there, it'd be a whole different story, you know? And so we have to be honest with ourselves. What do we want to achieve with these platforms? And from what I could tell from you is that you are trying to address issues. So you cannot be compromised then if that's that's the case. You know, you cannot be purchased. You're going to stick... You're gonna you're gonna do what you do because your goal is to solve issues and not to be you know not to be uh uh, uh, uh you're not cloud chasing <laughs> so yeah you know it's tough yeah. it's a tough road but you're doing the right thing in my opinion yeah
0: so for my YouTube I gather uh, as many followers as I can by using that buffoonery in my my shorts right and then once they get into my channel they subscribe to my channel yeah. and they'll see that my stuff is you know more empowerment more mm-hmm. you know mental mental health and right. you know helping lower income minorities and in they you know sometimes i get some unsubscribes but for the most part i use that to reel people in because i know mm-hmm. that yeah. that that you know foolishness that funny stuff the You know, sex sales, oh, big boobs, you know, oh, I'm going to subscribe. I know Mm -hmm. that gets people's attention, Uh, and it's sad. It's really sad, but it is what it is, man. We're going to continue doing the work, and I thank you for joining me. This has been another episode of Therapy Swag Radio. Y'all make sure that y'all like, comment, and subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.